0: Hey, friends, I want to welcome you to church, and uh, I'm so glad to be able to share the word with you this day. You know, as a country, we're getting ready to celebrate another Independence Day weekend. It's always a great time. Summer is here. There's so much goodness happening, uh, even though there's so much chaos going on in a nation. We are blessed to be able to celebrate 246 years as a sovereign nation. And it got me thinking about the true meaning of freedom and I felt led to go to John chapter 8, where Jesus talks about the true meaning of freedom. And I want to read this scripture to us as we go into the word this morning. In John chapter 8, Jesus says this in verse 34. Jesus replied, he says, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. So I want to talk to us today about the true meaning of freedom. I want to title this talk True Freedom. Again, as, a, as our nation is, celebrates another Independence Day, uh, it's so good to celebrate that. But also it's important to, to ask the question, are we truly free and where are we in our journey of, towards freedom? You see, the entire Bible seems to be a journey towards freedom. You know, when you go back to the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, uh, it tells you that God created humans in this Garden of Eden and gave them the freedom to just be themselves, freedom to express, freedom to create. Freedom to just take care of everything that God has given to them. But then we find out that uh, at some point when you get to Genesis 3, it seems like the humans wanted to have their independence from God because they decided to disobey the very thing that God said not to do. God says, you can have the whole place, but just don't eat from this tree. And the humans were enticed, obviously, by the enemy of our souls. And they went ahead and, and ate from the tree. And that day, they basically claim their independence from their creator, our God. And since then, our creator has been on a quest to kind of bring us back into that fold with Him for us to not have independence from Him, but for us to not be dependent upon things that just leads to bondage instead of freedom. See, our rebellion, when we go against the will of God, when we decide we got this, when we decide we can do life on our own, but what, basically what happens to us is we're thinking we're, we're, we're free, but actually it's leading us into bondage. It leads us to bondage of sin. It leads us to bondage of codependence on things outside of our own creator. And then if you get to the second book in the Bible, the, the second book of the Bible is literally called Exodus, which means exit, right? Because we find now that God's people are in bondage in a foreign nation, in the nation of Egypt. And the Bible says that God says, I've heard the cry of my people and I want to send a liberator to set them free from the bondage of Egypt, which is a symbol of living in sin, living outside of the will of God, living uh, outside of God's best for us, missing the mark, missing the point. And as you know, the story, God sent a man named Moses to be a liberator, someone who to bring them out of the bondage of slavery. And Moses was a foreshadow of the true Savior that would come later, who is the Son of God, who is Jesus himself. And so, my friends, God, in this moment, he sets them free, liberates them from the captivity of, the, of Egypt, which is, again, a symbol of slavery outside of his will. And he says, I want to take you on this journey into the promised land. And he, in the process, God gives them what we know today as the Ten Commandments. Right. The Ten Commandments was actually God's way of trying to teach his people how to live a free life, because when you've been a slave for so long, right, you don't know what it it looks like to be free and you don't know the things that you need to be doing to stay free because it's one thing to be free, it's another thing to stay free. And this also applies to us because the 10 commandments, if you really break it down, it's God teaching us how to be free with him and how to be free with each other, how to love him well and how to love each other well. The first four commandments is about how do you love God really well. And if you have God in his right place, then you're gonna love your neighbor really well. And that keeps you free. It keeps you from the bondage of slavery, which is us living outside of his his will. But once again, this wasn't enough. Why? Because sooner or later, uh, we as humans, we drift again, and we decide to do our own thing, and we bring more chaos, and we bring more uh, devastation into our lives and into others' lives. Why is that? Because, my friends, we may live in a free country, but we find ourselves in bondage to sin. We find ourselves in bondage to our own selves because the greatest struggle that we have to be free is the fact that we have a sinful nature that resides within us. In other words, we have something that plagues us because we by nature, are rebellious. By nature, we think we can live outside of God. By nature, we think we can make it without God being in the picture. That's why if you fast forward in the story of God coming after us, gets to the place that God sent us, his very own son, Jesus, which leads us to John chapter eight, what Jesus is actually talking about here is the fact that, listen, you guys need freedom, but the freedom that you need is not the freedom that you think you need. It's the freedom that you need because you you are in need of someone that can actually liberate you from yourself. See, the greatest bondage that we have is to ourselves. Like we think we can save ourselves. We think that we can liberate ourselves. We think we can actually live a life that is meaningful without actually having the creator in his rightful place in our lives. So my friends, Jesus comes to lead us to true freedom, right? And the question we got to ask today is, what does it mean to truly be free? What does Jesus mean when he says, if the son sets you free, you are truly free, well, think about this, right? If he says that, that the Son comes to set you free, it means that you, there's, 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 there's freedom, right? And then there's bondage, right? And if he says the truth will set you free, it means that there are lies that are keeping you in bondage, right? Lies that keeps you slave to sin, slave to things that, that is not God's will for you and I. What kind of lies are those? It's the lies that says that you can live without God. It's the lies that says you need one more thing. It's the lies that says that you're good. It's the lies that says that this, this next opportunity is going to set you free. This next relationship is going to set you free. Or, or this next this next uh, escapade is going gonna, is gonna to set you free. This business endeavor is going to set you free. This house is going to set you free. In other words, we... We put our stock on all these external things that we believe is going to set us free. And we find ourselves basically lying to ourselves because we bought into the idea that we can basically save ourselves from the sinful nature that won't leave us alone. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but the worst thing about life is to get exactly what you want. And still feel empty. And still feel like that wasn't enough. And it happens to us all of the time. Again, we live in a great nation with a lot of opportunities. But we find ourselves empty. We find ourselves broken. We find ourselves, again, in bondage. Why? Because we bought the ultimate lie. And you want to know what the ultimate lie is? The ultimate lie that we bought into is that we can live without God. Right? That we can kind of do our own thing. My friends, the truth is we are our worst enemy. Why? Because we have a sinful nature that needs to be set free, and we don't have the power to set ourselves free. No one has the power to save themselves. Now, we can, we can mask that with a lot of things, but we find ourselves in a deeper hole. Think about this, right? We live in one of the greatest countries in the world, but so many people are living in bondage to addiction, People are living in bondage to lust. People are living in bondage to greed. We're living in bondage to consumerism. Like it's hard to find people who are content with life. It's hard to find people that are truly happy. It's, trying, it's, hard, it's hard to find people that are truly fulfilled and have the joy of God on them. Why? Because we need a savior. My friends, we cannot save ourselves. The, to, f- to free ourselves from ourselves, only a savior can do that. You know, I love what, uh, commentary on John 8 says, and, and the commentary that I found by this name, uh, by, by this man named Dave Guzik is so good. He said this, he says, there's nothing like the freedom we can have in Jesus. No money can buy it, no status can obtain it, and no works can earn it, and nothing can match it. It is tragic that every Christian experiences this freedom, which can never be found except by abiding in God's word and being Jesus' disciple. Did you catch that? That money came by this freedom, right? You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. You don't earn it, right? There's nothing you can do to set yourself free outside of surrendering and abiding. In the Savior Himself. It's interesting because in John 8, Jesus says that. He says, It's those who abide in me. In other words, those who remain in me, those who stay connected to me. Jesus calls himself the branch, right? That we need to be engrafted in him. Like, that we don't have life outside of him. Like I, I always like to, to use the illustration of having a phone, but that phone is not connected to the source, so he can actually have energy, so he can actually have battery for you to actually use it, because a phone without battery is dead. Jesus is saying, like, if you're not connected, plugged into him as a source of living, as a source of life, as a source of freedom itself, you'll find yourself dead you find yourself in bondage you find yourself trying to liberate yourself but you don't have the power to do so my friends slavery to sin is the worst kind of slavery because there's no escape from ourself no matter where you go you're going to be right there with yourself Uh, you you've heard probably heard me joke about this many times you can you can live new bedford but but you cannot escape yourself no matter where you go you are right there see we need salvation we need a Savior. We live in an independent country, but we have, we, have, we have dependency on sin when we're not depending on our Savior. See, the truth is, everybody is going to worship something. Everybody is going to be rely on something. The problem is, when we don't rely on the Son of God, then we're not truly free, as he says. So, a couple of questions to consider today is, how do I know if I'm truly free? How do I know that these words that Jesus spoke are not just mere words of knowledge, but they're words of experience? Because, my friends, we don't want to just have head knowledge. We want to have experience. We want to know, like, man, this freedom is really real, and it's mine, and God is for me, and God loves me, and God liberates me, and I'm able to fully enjoy His will and His presence. I believe this. One of the ways that you know that you're truly free, my friends, is that your appetite in life changes, right? You, you begin to crave the will of God. You begin to crave the presence of God. You begin to replace your, your, your desires for, for pleasures outside of him with his will, with his pleasure. You want what he wants. You crave what he craves. See, the scripture says that when we're slave to sin, our thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our ways are not God's ways. So one of the ways that you know that freedom has truly come to your life, is that you are longing for God's will. You're longing for God's presence. You can't wait to abide in Him. How do you abide in Him? By 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 worship Him, by praying, by being in the Word, by being in fellowship with other believers, by connecting on a deeper level than just going to a church service because you you can't help but to go to God daily. It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a desire. It becomes a longing. It doesn't mean you're perfect, but man, you're craving His freedom. You're craving His will for your life. Another thing that I believe shows that freedom has come to you is that your vocabulary changes. In other words, uh, free people talk different. Free people have a, a, uh, a joy in their conversation. Free people have uh, hope in their conversation. Free people have uh, meaning in their conversation. They have life in their conversation. Matter of fact, free people will help. Other people uh, find freedom because their vocabulary is one of freedom. It's one of joy. It's one of excitement. It doesn't mean that everything is all good all the time. Matter of fact, free people don't need to have their circumstances all lined up for them to feel free. Matter of fact, they'll feel free even in the midst of very difficult situations and circumstances. Another way that you know that you're free, my friends, is that your purpose changes. Now you pursue the things that keep you free. Because as you know, the hardest part about living a free life is to remain free. You know, we do uh, prison ministries. One of my favorite things that we do as a church. And we have incredible men who are coming into salvation. And one of the last times I was at Shirley Prison, I got to witness these men uh, getting baptized and their brothers cheering them on. And I felt the presence of God so real. Even though we were... In a maximum prison, I felt freedom. Why? Because freedom is not what you're confined to. Freedom is what's happening on the inside of you. But one of the challenges that that our brothers face once they come out of prison, literal prison, is to stay free. Statistics, there's a sad statistic that I pray we rebuke, is that they say about 84% will Go back to prison because they come out and they don't know how to be free. My friends, there's a great application there in the spiritual realm where Jesus comes into your life to set you free. Now you must do your part in keeping yourself free. And how do you keep yourself free? Again, by abiding in Jesus, by staying connected, staying plugged in to the source of freedom himself, right? Because Jesus says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So freedom is an ongoing thing, right? Because you can't take your freedom for granted. Again, as as a nation, we are a sovereign nation, but man, we can't take it for granted because freedom uh, is a very delicate thing, right? If you if you don't uh, if you don't protect it, you might lose it. So spiritually speaking, it's important to protect the freedom that you have in Christ. Because if you don't, you can find yourself drifting back into a life of bondage. You can find yourself drifting back into a life that is less than what God had in mind for you. And the way, again, to stay free is to stay abiding in Jesus. Go and read John 15 and refresh yourselves with the words of Jesus when he says that he is the one that will empower you to be able to bear fruit because you're abiding in him. You're staying connected to him, right? You got to allow Jesus to prune things away from you that might lead you back into bondage where you might find yourself being addicted to things that you thought was going to bring life to you. Instead, it brings, it brings chaos. It brings, uh, it brings uh, things that God never co-signed to be in your life. So my friends, freedom is delicate. Jesus comes to set us free. He goes to the cross on our behalf. He dies the penalties for our sins. And he says, I've paid the price for you to be free. Just like our nation had to pay the price to be free. Jesus paid the price for us to have spiritual freedom, emotional freedom, and even physical freedom. But we, not, we must not take it for granted. We must stay rooted in the vine. We must stay abiding in him. Uh, you got to go to him daily. you got to worship daily. Like, listen, Just some practical things that I want you to consider. There's nothing left to try in the world. I don't know if you paid attention lately, but the world is empty and out of ideas. That's why things are so chaotic. That's why things are so messy, because the world is trying the are hardest to be free, but in their own strength, in their own power. So we're overdoing everything. We're over-sexualized. We're over-greedy. We're over-consumers. We're, we're anxious. We're worried. Like, we're trying all kinds of things. We've legalized, you know, cannabis. And, and now you can, you can identify us, whatever you want to identify us. These are all, to me, the longings of people looking for freedom outside of their Creator, outside of their Savior. So there's nothing left to try in the world. My friends, we need to be plugged into our Savior. We need to be plugged into our Lord. And the way to do that is daily to start your day abiding in Jesus. You know, I wanna encourage you, spend five minutes each day just starting your day saying, Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. I want to abide in you. I want to love you. I want to live in the fullness of your will. I don't want to think I can do this on my own. I don't want to get out there without your power, without your strength, without your goodness, without your will. I want to live in the fullness of everything that you have for me. And and throughout that day, bring back to mind the presence of God over your life. Take time to read his word. Take time to bathe yourself in his goodness, in his mercy. Take time to hang out with other believers. Strengthen each other in the faith, call out the things that might lead to bondage again. Because I love this quote by one of the church fathers by the name of Irenaeus. He says, the glory of God is man fully alive. And that what true, what, that is what true freedom means. When Jesus says, I came to set you free, and if I set you free, you are free indeed. He's saying, listen, I want you to be fully alive. I want you to be I want you to be running on all cylinders. Like, I want you to be happy. I want you to be joyful. I want you to have meaning. I want you to have purpose. I want you to be able to wake up in the morning and know that I am a child of God. See, not everyone is a child of God if they don't allow Jesus into their lives. They don't allow Jesus to lead them. See, my friends, Christianity is about being more and more like Christ. See, Christianity is Christ entity. It's about becoming more and more a reflection of who Jesus is. It's not something that you do by just going to a church building. It's following Jesus. It's following the prompting Of his spirit. His spirit leads you. His spirit empowers you. His spirit strengthens you. His spirit is the one that will come to convict you, right? Because sometimes the spirit has to convict you to show you, hey, you're living in bondage. You're allowing sin to lead the way. You're allowing this person to to become your worship. You're allowing money to be your affection. You're allowing greed. You're allowing consumerism. You're allowing this this over-sexualized culture to define you. You have to go back to your creator, your savior, to get your identity. See, your identity is in Christ. In Christ, you are a child of God. In Christ, you are forgiven. In Christ, you are accepted. In Christ, you belong to the family of God that he calls his church. And in Christ, you have purpose. You have meaning. So as we celebrate another Independence Day, I pray we are truly free. I pray that we can take the words of Jesus in John 8 and take it to heart and have an experience to say, man, Jesus has truly set me free from the bondage of sin, of my own sinful nature. I don't have to to crave the things of the world because I crave the things that God has for me. So today, can I encourage us to pray together that this reality of what we just talked about will be more than just a head knowledge thing, but it will be an experience in us that we can say with all the confidence in the world that we are Jesus' disciples. Again, in John 8, Jesus says, You are truly my disciples disciples. If you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So Jesus, we come to your presence to submit our lives to you to submit our entire being to you. Lord, we want to be your true disciples. We want to be those who remain faithful to your teachings and that we will know the truth and that the truth will set us free. The truth is not a concept. The truth is not something we conjure up. The truth is a person. You, Jesus, are the truth. You said, I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. No one goes to the Father except through you. Father, we are accepting you. As the Lord of our lives, the Savior of our lives, the compass of our lives, the one that actually sets us free and keep us free. I pray that today is a day of salvation for many out there who are listening to this talk, to this message. And I pray that we learn to abide in you and abide in your teachings so that we may continue to be free and live a free life. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen and amen. Uh, it's always a joy to share the word with you and if and if this spoke to you, listen, take a moment and uh connect with us. don't be just someone who watches, but be someone who engages right and and if you're able, listen come in person to one of our services because it's so much better when you have other believers around you. Like if you live close to the Bedford River, we have campuses there. We have, we have sister churches in Rhode Island. If you're not able to come, we would love to help you set up a new life community exactly where you are, where maybe two or three of you can gather together and be able to receive the word and then talk to each other about the word and pray with each other, develop crews exactly where you are because we believe that you have to remain free. It's not just a one-time, it's a continuous thing. So it's always a joy and a pleasure to share with you. May God bless you and your loved ones mightily, and we'll see you soon.